episode 14. Episode 14. It's September 4th. I almost said August 4th. Nope, it's September. Wow. It's one of those weeks. I know. I know. It is one of those weeks. Oh, man. Long weekend. It doesn't feel like a Wednesday. Nope, it does not. But I don't think either of us have, like, much weekend updates. Well, you're in Raleigh. That's cool. Yeah, I was not in Columbus, so I have no clue what was happening here. I think – so here's my, like, one-sentence review of Raleigh. It's, like, Columbus cut in half, pasted somewhere in the mid-south. Like – it's half the size that's very up and coming. So where a lot of things in Columbus are like already established, um, things in Raleigh are just getting started. But yeah, it has a lot of potential, as yeah, they say. It's a cheap flight. <laughs> it's a cheap so. flight. That's all you need to know. Exactly. It looked like they, you had fun. Yeah, lots of good restaurants and stuff. We got to see the um, the Durham Bulls and they were playing for what I would assume is the Governor's Cup. So maybe they'll play... The Clippers. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, I stayed in Columbus. I was one of the 10 people in the entire <laughs> city that stayed here this weekend while everybody else went and did fun things, but I took like three naps on Saturday and enjoyed Did you watch not the coaching. game? I did. I did watch some of the game. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep be- after the first touchdown, but before the second touchdown. So that was like a really brief window that I fell asleep because wow. that was like three minutes. Wow. Um. Yeah, but that was about it. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Naps. Should we get into news? Let's just get into news. Sure. So speaking of football, the I don't know what they're called. I was I heard them referred to as like the victory refrigerators. Basically, like last year when the Browns were in a losing streak, it was Bud Light who yeah, it was Bud Light Bud Light who put a bunch of refrigerators and all these different bars in um, Cleveland. And when they won, the the fridges opened and you could have a bunch of free beer. So this year they put the refrigerators on sale, but they all sold out in three hours. So wow, they're all gone. How many refrigerators do they have? Do you I know? have no idea. I just heard this on like Good Morning Columbus. It just says there were several fridges that were positioned around the city. There were three different sizes available. Large started at $600. Um... There were seven of those available. There were 150 medium-sized refrigerators that were sold for $300, and there were a few small ones sold for 200 That's kind of cool. That'd be really cool to have if you're a Browns fan. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just a little update for you there. Some Browns news. We also had some newspaper news. <laughs> newspaper news. So I want to, like, position this very, very carefully. Like, the Columbus's batch is awesome, and I'm glad that they – our local paper that's supported downtown and they really are connected to Columbus. Mm -hmm. However, we did notice that there is, um, they're being sued (laughs) for how bad their subscription service is. Hmm. Wow. Suspicious. So apparently there are claims that they don't do a good enough job of managing their subscription service. And when you pay for it, you don't necessarily get the number of articles that you wanted to view or yeah because they'll count like special edition papers towards your paper count so if yeah you get, like six weeks and they put out a special ohio state edition paper that counts towards one of your weeks yeah it's crazy. oh dispatch we love you but fix it right yeah you can do better <laughs> fix it so that way i can get a subscription and i don't have to change my browser to read your article exactly like, 85 times it says the lawsuit's seeking monetary damages and asks the court to make it a class action suit. So I don't know what that would mean for us. 
don't know. We'll have to look into that and see if we can get a dollar or two. Yeah, maybe we'll Sponsored give Sponsored us- by the dispatch. We got $2 from a class action <laughs> lawsuit. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Moving on. Let's we can just get food. right into food and drink. Yeah, so here's some stories that you might have read in the Columbus Dispatch. <laughs> <laughs> this past weekend, the Texas Day Brazil restaurant in Easton caught on fire, but like only in a closet. Yeah, I still don't get that. It like, was like a closet how fire. How does a closet catch on fire? What was in the closet that caught on fire? I don't know. I was thinking like maybe there's someone like smoking in the closet or maybe... Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know. But it's like it didn't... It's, cause it's not like it's in the mall. It's like... No, it's a standalone. already in, like, an outside mall area. So Texas Day Brazil is, like, next to P.F. Chang's, kind of. Yeah. Well, no, further back, but... Either way, there's plenty of outdoor space space to smoke, so I can't imagine why someone felt the need to smoke in a closet. Right, that's that was probably not what happened. I don't know. Who it's, knows? It's so weird, but the, it, the fire was contained, it was put out, and then Texas Day Brazil said they'd probably be closed for a day or two. Hmm. I need to go there sometime. I've never, good, I've never been. Yeah, apparently they have good restaurant week deals. Oh, that's interesting because or they did last time. Last aren't they like a national chain though? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of chains that had restaurant week. Remember like um, yeah. Melting Pot and right. Um, I can't think of another one right now. But I guess that's true. They all had restaurant week deals. Even local chains like Condado and Casuelas, or not Casuelas. Um, the other Mexican restaurant everybody likes. Chewy's? No. That, that is a chain, though. Chewy's is a chain, not Condado. It's up Cantina? on Olentangy Boulevard. There's one in, also in Polaris, I think. Or they're putting one in Polaris. Um, oh, man. This is going to bother me. I can't think of any more Mexican, Mexican restaurants. restaurants. Oh, come on. It's like my favorite Mesi- Mexican restaurant. Mexican restaurant. <laughs> El Vaquero. Ah, Yes. I didn't even have to put in the full name. I just put in Columbus Mexican. And it came up? Yep. There you go. It's good if you haven't tried it. And it's cheap. My favorite things. Sounds delightful. Anyway, Old North's Trillium is closing this weekend. Right. Yeah. Had you ever been there? No, I had never been there. It was only open for two years, which reminded me of the statistic, which, what is it, like 50% of restaurants fail Fail, within the first three years? Something like that. So, RIP, goodbye. I mean, it looks really cool inside. Yeah, but it's closing, so you can't yeah, go. that's true. Well, RIP. Right. I wish I would have tried it. There's enough other stuff happening that's, like, opening or coming to Columbus that... That's true. Columbus is finally getting, like, a winery. So, or, it well, sounds it's like moving. it's moving. So, the f- Via Vicecha... Visecha winery. Why do wineries have to have? They have to be like in not. It's like in Italian. So yeah, you essentially have to be drunk in order to say it correctly. That's why. Oh, it was in the brewery district, and now it's going to be on the south side. That's correct. Yeah. So it was in the brewery district. It's it's moving, but it it is a Columbus based winery. Um, I feel like it's crazy to me how many like wineries have popped up, and I don't know if it's like the same like your hometown because there's not so much around like columbus but yeah back home wineries are popping up left and right well i feel like that's like um it's like craft brewers exactly like i thought wineries like you have to i feel like they've um changed the rules because it used to be like you could they had to have the grape farm right there and they changed the rules. <laughs> they changed the rules. Now you can just import your grapes from China and like yeah, now, press them. Now you don't even have to have the grape farm or whatever. 
raisins. The orchard or what's what's it called? I don't know, but now you can make wine out of everything too. Like there's like Isn't wine, wine out of potatoes just called vodka? What do you mean? Oh, is that is that what it is? Well, it's alcohol made out of potatoes and it's not necessarily wine made out of potatoes. I'm sure the process for fermenting it is different, but that's not the point. What else have you heard made out of wine made out of? Strawberries? Strawberry wine? Like strawberry wine. That song? You know the song? Mm, can't say that I can think of it right now. Oh, it's a country song. That's probably. Ah, uh, nope. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've seen. Um, well, I just had. Well, there's mead. like mead, yeah. but mead isn't quite the same thing wine. as wine. And if you are like Czech, or if you've like been to Europe, you might have had borchuk or borchuk. I can't even say it correctly. Which is young wine, which is so good. It's when they take the wine out of the barrel before it's done fermenting, and it's like opaque, like you can't. So it's see. grape juice. It's fermenting grape juice. Like, it's not fermented. Like, the fermenting... So it's not fully expired. Because, like, isn't fermentation, like, expiring of things? It's, like, turning it into... Yeah, it's going bad or turning into alcohol, depending on how you look at it. But, um... <laughs> it's just rotten grape juice. But the thing with Borchuk is, like, it's packaged in a plastic container, not glass, because it's still fermenting while it's inside the bottle. So it's, like, building up gas. So it's, like, kind of tastes, like, imagine, like, soda and wine together that's like really sweet and that's what it is but the crazy thing is if you drink it it still ferments in your stomach so like you only have to drink a little bit if you get my drift interesting to me like the way just by the way you described it i know you just said it was like soda and wine but all i can think of is just like sour bad warm grape juice nope it's not that it's delicious it's everything that's not what you just said just get on a flight to europe and right well you know maybe they serve it somewhere in columbus I wonder. I wonder if you know of any Borchuk in Columbus. Let us know. Yeah. So, in the spirit of other restaurants moving around and doing things, there's a new sandwich shop that's going to open in Bridge Park this fall. Ooh, ooh, give it up for Bridge Park. It's called Frank and Carl's, and they'll be serving sandwiches on Long Longshore Street. I love so sandwiches. I think it's like it's interesting because Catal not Catalina's that's the wrong one. Catzinger's is opened up in Dublin. Oh yeah, but, but it they're didn't literally open near nowhere near. They're like in the middle of nowhere. So I think this is good because I think Bridge Park needs a few more like low Sandwich key places. Yeah, it needs some like good lunch old spots. fashioned lunch spots. Yeah. Are there any businesses open in Bridge Park like off? I mean, I know there's, like, shops and stuff. Oh. Does anybody have, like, offices there? Is it just all... um... I think that they do. And if they don't currently, then there's definitely a plan for there to be some. Yeah. I'm not not aware of any, like, co-working spaces. I'm shocked. That exist in Bridge Park right now. Like, they're probably... Columbus's Brush is probably in the middle of typing an article about co-working space coming to Bridge Park. But I think that there are definitely office spaces available for rent in Bridge Mm -hmm. Park. Because it's so big. And it's not even halfway done so yeah that place is gonna be crazy i can't wait to see when the bridge is done yeah because i've gone over there a few times now and like the bridge is so pretty especially when you're at vaso like the view will just mm-hmm. be and plus it'll be easier to like to go to vaso it'll be easier to go to like ramen for dinner at fukuru and then walk across the bridge and get jenny's for dessert because otherwise you have to like there's also that other um ice cream place Yes, what's too. it called? Oh my gosh, I drive, I walk by it all the time. This is the new What's It Called podcast because I think we've Today just, is the What's It Called podcast. If you're having a What's It Called week, then like please come join can't, us. can't like form any sentences or think of any of the words it's you want to use. It's just such a weird week happening right now. 
Uh, stupid short weeks. But anyway, uh, Urban Meyer's Pine House is opening up in Bridge Park this Yay. weekend. Oh, oh, no, not this weekend. Oh. Sep- it is September 27th. Why did I think it was so late into September? <laughs> it's September 4th. But Urban Meyer's Pine House, it opens up September 27th in Bridge Park. They have tickets for a kickoff party. That's so exciting. It's going to have food and drinks and music by DJ M. Dizzle. Wait, I, we, we follow him on Instagram. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I think we do. He's like this local Columbus hip-happening guy. M. Dizzle. That sounds like... Let me double check. Let me verify. <laughs> Let's verify. Is he verified? No. Um, but anyway, the Ohio State Alumni Band will be there. And if you didn't... I think we talked about this before on the podcast, but um, the Pint House, Urban Meyer's Pint House, is moving into the old Ram that they opened up in Bridge Park and then closed like right away. Right. Because no one goes to ram even though it's good i've been there before they have decent food they have really good beer i was disappointed that was like the first um one of the first stops on the columbus ale trail for me and i was disappointed when i went and looked it up and they're a chain like they have them out like on the west coast and ram? stuff in colorado yeah huh so that made me sad but ram was still like good food um, but this will be two times the size of the flagship pine house, so the one down in the short north, right. which is already big. So right. Like, Man, the space is going to be massive. Yeah. Um, and tickets for the kickoff party are a hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I I'm gonna go ahead and note. Wait, did you read that. the part about the Ohio, the alumni state band? Yeah. Oh, I did. Cool. Um, did you find out about that DJ? Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. His his bio says official DJ for Buckeyes Cruise. I've opened oh. for I've opened up for Rascal Flatts and Jake Owen. Official DJ. So is he a country DJ? I I don't know. He's this guy. This is DJ M Dizzle. Oh, that is not what I pictured. No, it's definitely he's di- different. But anyway, I follow him. So if you want to check out DJ M Dizzle, free promo right there, buddy. <laughs> We should check him out before we promo him. Yeah. If he did DJ country music, I'd probably be into it. I'm not going to lie. Is it, isn't that like the vibe of Pinehouse kind of though? Country music? Uh, I feel like it's just like top 40 like. Actually, I feel like whenever I go to Pinehouse, they're always playing like something by the killers from like. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like, it's just music. That everyone's screaming like, along to. Yeah. Right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So there's that. And then. Oh, Short North Shake Shack opened up today. Right. It looked delicious. I If you're not on a diet, I highly encourage you to go. I need to be on Can't a Can't relate. But I really want to – I wonder if they're going to have different shakes there than they do at this one in Easton. That's an interesting question, and I feel like the answer is, like, for now, they probably wouldn't, but maybe they will. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll go to Shake Shack and find out, but – I, that's not on my agenda. I Honestly, like 100% honest here, when I went to Easton when they first opened and I had their their like concretes, I was not impressed. I mean, Did I you haven't get the, had like the, Jenny's one. No, the Jenny's one. Or no, sorry, um, the Fox the Fox and Snow, Snow one. one. I don't think so because I don't. Could you think... imagine if they did a Jenny's one? Wow, that'd be cool. I yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, no, I don't think I did because it didn't have any chocolate in it. And I was like, this is an abomination. Yeah, you got to have chocolate in your... But the chocolate one was like too chocolatey, which that takes a lot for me to say, but it was just too much. Too chocolatey. It was like chocolate with brownie chunks with brownie sprinkles. And I was like, what's happening? This is too much. I was trying to see if I could find their menu really quick, but it looks oh. like I'd have to do a deeper dive and 
deep dive. And we're just not into that investigative journalism here. <laughs> if you don't want some Shake Shack because you just went to the one East End, you can go to the new Stuffs location that's opening in an old church in Vic Village. Vicville. Vicville. Yeah, this looks really cool. I've, I've been this. eyeing this for a while. Yeah, I was about to say, I've been reading about this for a while because it's like right it's, down the street from me. And I actually but it's passed dreamy. the church like, like it's so pretty on the last inside. Week, and it looks so cool. Um, and I think last time I read it sounded like they were going to do apartments in one part of it too. So that would be super cool. I bet I love when they turn churches into other buildings. I'm so over I know it's really popular right now, but the like warehouse look mm-hmm. like that all the new breweries have and yeah. all the new restaurants have where it's just like an unfinished warehouse that you're sitting in. Right. With some industrial. You're like, not into flare. that? It's too creepy for you? Well, it's not <laughs> too creepy for me. It's just overdone. Like the garage doors. Mm. and like, Okay. You've seen it and you're yeah, ready for I've something seen new. It and I'm like kind of over it. So um, it opens up September 6th. So that's like soon. That's Friday. That's Friday. Ooh, maybe I'll go. They're giving away a free drip coffee from 6.30 to 8 a.m. on Friday. (laughs) I heard they have a really good pumpkin spice. So maybe if – it's too early for that. But No, I had my first pumpkin spice came out. Did you have the um, pumpkin spice cold Cold brew? brew? Oh, my gosh. I heard it's so good. I've heard from so many people that it's so good. It is probably the best thing. And, like, I can't wait until this month is over and my diet's done so I can go – have another one yeah i'm like just trying not to try that because i know you know once you have it i I have it i'm gonna be hooked and i'm gonna want it all the time and i really try to discourage myself from paying four dollars for coffee so hard though gotta find some way to win some free starbucks yeah i know or you can just go support your local coffee place coffee place or you can just go to duncan (laughs) that's what you can do too there's not nearly enough duncans here but that's a discussion for another day yeah Anyway, I guess we can move into sports. Right, because consuming massive amounts of pumpkin spice lattes isn't considered a sport yet, so we'll talk about things that are. And I don't have, like, <laughs> too many sports updates. OSU won. I have, yep, I have that one. Woo-hoo. Yeah, exactly. Go go Bucks. They play UC this weekend. Okay. Um, so Luke Fickle, who used to coach for Ohio State, went to U- – or I think went – he is now coaching for UC. Gotcha. So it'll be an interesting, like, homecoming for him. And then um, it's always interesting when, like, Ohio schools play each other because the majority of the people who go to any other in-state school in Ohio are from Ohio, whereas mm-hmm. Ohio State's linemen are all from, like, Florida and right. Texas and yeah. all over the place because uh, it's Ohio State who doesn't want to go there. Right. So all the other people have to go to the other state schools. So um, it's always interesting to watch people come and play at their, like, dream college. Mm-hmm. But they, they don't play for that team. They're just there as an opponent to get completely wrecked. Right. Yeah. Yep. Sports. Um. So go Clippers. They're <laughs> in the competition for the Governor's Cup right now. Do we have an update on how they're doing? No. Like, are they out? But the crew, the crew's out. No, the crew has four games left this oh. season. I thought they were out. I don't – well, I think they're probably out, but they still have four games left for the oh. season. Oh, they're out of – like, they're not going to go to the playoffs. So. Right. Yeah, definitely not. That's but... what the article <laughs> – I headline I read. So they tied their game on Saturday, which was disappointing because they, they tied in the last, like, few minutes of the game. They were, like, winning the entire game, like which is – just disappointing in It was, like, the 93rd minute or something like that. I know, but that's just, just how dumb. soccer that's goes. Soccer's 
weird. No, soccer's awesome. Um, but they have four games left for the season, and only one of them is a home game. So if you haven't been to a crew game yet, now's your chance. Now's your chance. What? They're not moving to the new stadium till like mid-season of like 2021, right? Correct. Yeah. So I remember, you got a while. I listen to our podcast. Yeah, you have to listen to our own podcast sometimes. Okay, today is the fourth, which means the Clippers are playing game one. So that's it. They're playing. This is the Governor's Cup semifinals, best of five. Oh, they're playing the Gwinnett Stripers. That's who I just saw play in Durham, but they lost. But the Durham Bulls won. But that's so funny. The wow. Gwinnett Stripers. Small world of minor league baseball. The, Gwin- right? the Gwinnett Stripers are the um, AAA team of the Atlanta Braves. Fun fact. Fun fact. So game uh, game one starts tonight at 7.05, and then they'll play Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, depending on how many what each team happens. wins. So keep an eye on that, but go Clippers. Go Clips. Go baseball. Do people ever abbreviate Clippers? I don't think so. Do they so. ever call them the Clips? I think that's the Julia thing. I'm going to make it happen. Go Clips. Go Clips. Heard it here first. Actually... I'm not going to say that because everybody's trying to trademark everything lately. So, Oh, my know. gosh. I haven't got, read. You've got yeah. LeBron trademarking Taco Tuesday. What? Yeah. LeBron's trying to trademark Taco Tuesday because he makes like Snapchats where he he's eating tacos on Tuesday. And he's like, it's- OK, but that's not original, LeBron. Everyone eats a taco on Tuesday. Yeah. And then you have Ohio State, you know, trying to trademark, trademark everything. The- so it's fine. So oh I will gosh. I will not say go clips because that might be trademarked by somebody and I might be unaware of that. I'm sure it is. So we do have a well, it's not really like a political up it's politics update, but it's more like civil civics update for you. The um there was a commission called Ohio or sorry, there was a commission called Columbus twenty twenty. And since Columbus twenty twenty is like about to be here, it's gonna be named Columbus One Columbus. And it's just an organization dedicated to promoting economic growth in central Ohio. They've been working for since 2010 to promote Columbus on a national level. So they include 11 counties, including Delaware, Fairfield, Franklinton, Knox, Lick, Licking, Logan, Madison, Marion, Morrow, Pickaway, and Union counties. Um, they're unifying a greater purpose which is seeking to advance more and more people in our region socially and economically. So, go Columbus. That was literally it. They changed their name. They changed their name, rebranding, because they still want to continue promoting Columbus promoting Columbus in 2020 and beyond. Cool. Yeah. Well, what's How next? How's my update? Construction. And throwing it back to like episode one uh parking updates (laughs) right so so we have a parking update not necessarily on prices but on technology so there is going to be some new technology that's going to include virtual permitting mobile payment options and license plate recognition technology according to government technology (laughs) such a reliable source it might be it looks like a legit site I'd believe it, but basically they're getting rid of the stickers that you used to have on the back of your car. Right. Yeah, that's correct. So now it's just by license plate. So you can, yeah. you can't like steal somebody's sticker and slap it on your car. And, right. Which is kind of annoying. And they're getting rid of the guest permit hang tags, which I guess people in the short north used to get. 
but I guess I'm assuming that went away. When that I, was like all parking locations because when I bought a parking pass for Easton, I still got a guest parking tag. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's for like a lot of landlords do it, but I'm saying like I think uh, short north for street. It was a hang tag for street parking. That's normally permit. Gotcha. Only. So they're getting rid of that. And now you have to put in your guest's license plate and into the system. So that way they can just scan your license plate and let you know if you are going to be ticketed or not. Right. But at least the prices aren't changing. So I guess there's that. Right. Yeah, they they said that with the parking that they've done so far, um, they really wanted to collect data. That was part of it. So pricing will always be a factor, but they want to uh, make sure that there's like a good balance of available parking and parking being utilized. Oh, this sucks. Um, I'm reading the article now, and they're launching – they're going to do the university district in 2021 like they did the short north. Yeah. Ugh. Right. Aren't college kids already paying enough? Don't they already have enough on their minds. They just want to make sure that there's enough parking for everyone. So I think I wish that they could do this, but like not associate a cost with it. Like if you just want to collect data, make us use your app, make us put in our license plate number. Yeah. You can see where we're parking all the time. Whatever. I mean, you already can see that when you watch us on cameras anyway. But, like, if you want data on where people are going and where people are parking, just collect the data. Yeah. It just kind of stinks because it's, like, going to the short north used to be such an easy thing. Like, oh, I'm just going to drive down here and I'll sneak in a spot on second and, yeah, like, or like go a into summit or whatever. Yeah, wherever I need to go and come back. And, like, because if you're going down the short north just for, like, a little bit, mm-hmm. like, it was so nice to be able to find street parking. And now the fact that I have to get out of my car, look at the street sign, type in those numbers. Like, right, yeah. It's a lot of work for, like, little errands that I used to run or little things I used to do down in the short north. Right. But I'm getting used to it. And I'm, I've been walking a lot more. Which is good. Which is good. But once I, it's winter, that's not going to be a possibility. I honestly feel like construction – has a lot to do with it. Like, there's constantly construction in Short North. And out of all the things that we've, like, talked about, like, construction updates and parking changes and things opening and closing, like, I haven't seen a ton out there on, like, updates of Short North construction. Yeah. It feels like it's it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's because they're doing project after project after project. So it's, like, all the construction updates we talk about (laughs) – that will take place on high street. Right. Like well, so one, it's like they'll finish be... one and they're going to do another one. It's yeah. like never going to be done. It's is what never going to be done. Never. How we are we supposed to enjoy? In a state of constant improvement. How are we supposed to enjoy our nice little short north? Just enjoy the areas around the construction. <sighs> That's like campus. Like what Ohio a State's campus is like always under construction in some way, shape, or form. I'm like the way I choose to look at it is they're always improving. They're always seeking to better themselves. Okay. That's... And the article mentions how, like, there's they're trying to make more and more ways to get around that you don't just need a car. So they're trying to change the narrative in a sense where, like, in the past you needed a car. Um, I mean, I feel like Columbus is so far away from that. Like, it's – well, no, it's – I think it's getting better. Like, we have scooters. We have bikes. We have Uber and Lyft. Yeah, but we have like buses. Yeah, grocery shop. Like, they need to have, like – if they want to make Short North, like, walkable, like, neighborhood, I mean, I guess the – kroger on fifth and high like i, I think that's part of that, why they're doing more like mixed-use spaces is yeah. because when you have a mixed use you have more things you can walk to 
I, that's true. Which isn't going to eliminate your need for a car, but it will reduce traffic, but you'll have to find somewhere to park. So it's just, it's a little circle. We're getting there. We are going to be a big city here soon. We are going to be a little big city. It's going to yeah. happen. Well, okay. Speaking of more construction in the short Northy area. Short uh, Northy. I like that. Short Northy. So the North Market down there is going to be haunted. You know how they're building that big building in the parking lot of North Market? Yeah. That's going to be like a new piece of the skyline. Right. Be a whole 36 floors, I think. Take away the darn parking lot. Take away the parking lot. Well, they'll probably have underground parking because that building's going to be huge and right. like a hotel, so they can't not have parking. That's true. Um, so anyway, it's built on a former grave site, so this place is definitely going to be haunted. 100%. There's, like, no way. Wait, so, the parking lot currently is? Yeah, the-, the parking lot's currently on uh, North Graveyard, which is the first official burial grounds in the city. Wow. And the city's second mayor, John Kerr, is believed to be buried there because he donated the land for the cemetery. Creepy. So, um, if you're interested in haunted places, you can go hang out in that parking lot. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. Yeah. Basically, the um, company that's handling the construction, um, they are their plan is to respectfully handle the situation in respect to how it manifests itself. So I guess there's a technology that can kind of see what's underground because the article talked about a place in Florida where they found a bunch of, um, what do you call the boxes people are buried in? A casket? Caskets. Whatchamacallit podcast? <laughs> what's it called, podcast? Um, so they're going to use that technology and kind of see what's under the parking lot so they can figure out where these bodies are going to need to go or how many bodies there are. Um, but interesting would, though, that they already built a parking lot on top of it yeah. and like, didn't seem to mind that time, but well, now I mean, gonna- the guy, like, so basically a, um, citizen brought it up because his like great, 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 great grandmother is believed to be buried there. Wow. And, I guess he brought it up because he's like, I don't really care. They can build a building all they want. But I'm just saying if they dig up, like, my great, 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 great grandmother's body, could they, like, please bury it again? Like, yeah. Just, like, to respect the bodies. He's like, if they do that, then, like, they can build it 50 stories high. For right. All I care. That's good. So, which is nice. But it was good he brought it up. That's good being a concerned citizen. Or yeah. is that concerning? I don't know. An engaged citizen. An engaged say. citizen. There you yes. go. But yeah, those are my construction updates. That's perfect in time for like people who want to get into the spooky mood. Spooky Ooh, season. Spooky season is coming. Yes. What events so, do we have? As we have so spooky season? many events. This one isn't very spooky, but it's like oldie but a goodie. Gallery hop is this Saturday. Oh, I keep forgetting about that. It happens every month. So I know, but I, it always <laughs> sneaks up on me. So this one would be a fun one. I don't know. I think the weather will be like just right because yeah, it won't be, be too hot, but it won't be too cold. And maybe it won't rain. And it'll be a game day. So like. Yeah. And so just wear your Buckeye gear. Exactly. You don't have to dress up. That'd be a fun one. I know. I think I might do that Saturday. If you want to go and have some Whole30 food, you know. I don't want to eat Whole30. <laughs> <laughs> Neither I do I. vegetables. Neither do I. Okay. So if that gallery hop is like. You're busy on Saturday night. You can check out the Ohio Renaissance Festival. Okay, I, like, low-key really want to go to this. I can see that. I, You know me. I'm really into... Renaissance? Renaissance. You want to know a fun fact? When I was in sixth grade, my whole uh, school class went to a Renaissance Festival. Was it fun? And I was, like, so into it to the point where, like, I made my mom make me, like, a Renaissance-esque dress. 
including including a petticoat i could 100 percent. and um wow she made them for me and my friends like the three of us went and we were sitting there and people like didn't understand why we were wearing like dresses like that and one guy asked us if we were amish and i'm like dude we're at a renaissance fair like you're supposed to it was sad yeah, so. I always, like, have you ever been to Medieval Times? No. Oh, Medieval but, Times. Ohio, ne- Columbus needs Medieval Times. Yeah, I'm um, sure they do. But it's like dinner and a show. Yeah. So they have. That's like what we went to. Yeah, it's it's so great. And um, they have the best tomato soup I think I've had. Hmm. That and like Arch City's tomato soup. Those are like neck and neck. So, Very But it's cool because they don't give you any utensils. So you just have to mm-hmm. like drink it out of the bowl and eat the turkey leg and it, it's really fun. So um, maybe I want to go to this. So it's happening every weekend in September and October. So you have plenty of time. It's a Renaissance festival. They have themed weekends. Themed weekends, right. Fantasy weekend. Pirate, pirate weekend. What's a Highland weekend? I guess you'll have to go to find out. Yeah. Where's Waynesville, Ohio? It's in Waynesville. I don't know. It's on East State Route 73. Have fun. Have fun. <laughs> this Okay, this one I'm really excited about. So this next event is the Marion Popcorn Festival. And, like, I think this sounds so awesome. I wish I could eat popcorn right now. The Marion Popcorn Festival is held in downtown Marion, Ohio. Is that the one that's – it's, like, Marion Village or no? Marion. Marion. I'm saying the, it wrong. It's, it's Marion, not Marion. I think it's Marion, but you could be perfectly right. Um. Well, it's the largest popcorn festival in the world. Again, what is it with Columbus having, like, the biggest things in the world? Like, you don't think there's a bigger popcorn festival? It's funny because they're having a popcorn festival, and a suburb near Dayton also has a popcorn festival this weekend. Well, maybe it's because like people Creek think popcorn that festival. Ohio is, like, so into growing corn that we're going to have so many popcorn I mean, festivals. there is a lot of corn west of Columbus. I'm not going to lie. No, that's for sure. So, this popcorn festival is expected to draw a crowd above 250,000 people. Whoa. There's going to be rides, pageants, parades, games, arts and crafts, entertainment, and of course, popcorn. Yay. That would so, be fun. Maybe they'll have some kettle corn if you are Ooh, into that. I love kettle corn. It runs the 5th, which is starting on Thursday, until the 7th, which is Saturday. I feel like Marion's not that far either. Oh, that would be so I wish I could go. It'd be a good weekend trip. 11 a.m. until midnight. Fun. What else is happening? Lithopolis Honey Fest. <laughs> woo woo. I love saying Lithopolis. What is that? Lithop- Lithopolis. I have no clue where Lithopolis. Lithopolis is where um, Rock Mill Brewery is. Ah. It's a, it's a really, really pretty area. I'm sure it is. Honey tastings. Hive inspections. Hive inspections. So wow. does that mean there's going to be bees here busy beehive kids crafts and so much more what type of com- oh mead competitions okay i thought they were gonna have bee competitions like they were gonna do like bee racing or like biggest take bee. your bee which one's gonna get there first no and ask to, like, like go in a whole like a different dog show but with like your bees oh my god <laughs> this is the uh, exotic australian bee no there's like no bee breeds left they're all dead we killed all them the all the bees are dead plants and flowers all the bees are dead is that a the song? sky is no it's all the leaves are dead oh <laughs> uh, this has been a very musical podcast. anyway it's september 6th and september 7th which is saturday and sunday from three until seven there's so many festivals going on because there's also the hot times community music and arts festival heck yeah there is hot times 
What does that even mean? Hot times. It's an independent and all volunteer driven community arts and music festival. And there will be like artists, local food, an art car show. I don't know what art cars are, but if you're into that, it's on Parson Ave. So it's going to be Friday through Sunday. Yep. So check it out. Okay. So not to be confused with the Marin Popcorn Festival, this mm-hmm. weekend is also the Mirian Village Festival. That's why I was getting so confused. Oh, okay. So this is strictly on Sunday. This is the Mirian Village that's like right next to German Village or in German Village, depending on your perspective and your geographical understanding of Columbus. But it's the Joint Mirian Village Association. Oh, just kidding. It's Join the Mirian Village Association. <laughs> Joint. For their annual neighborhood festival. There's going to be food trucks, local vendors, entertainment, and kids' activities as well. It's being held in Moeller Park. Fun fact, there's going to be free outdoor yoga before the festival starts. I believe the free yoga is at 10 or might be at noon. But double check on that because that will be a fun thing to do on Sunday. Definitely won't have the Sunday Sunday scaries. Sure. (laughs) Also... Oktoberfest is this weekend. I don't understand why this weekend. Like, why is it I don't know, in September? I mean, like, Oktoberfest in Germany is in September. I got the feeling this was, like, a traveling Oktoberfest, and it's just going to be here this weekend. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I mean, like, it kind of seemed like that, but either way, they do the huge Oktoberfest at the Ohio Expo Center. Yeah. And they're going to have, like, musical entertainment and, um, like, beer, and there's yeah, tickets. Yeah, there better be and- beer. Yeah, they're better. Be. There's gonna be a kids section for yeah, kids to enjoy I, extra. I've no heard cost. a lot of people like really, really like it. So, oh, um, well, it sounds fun. Yeah, and then there's free admission hours. So normally there's. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's so true. There's like ten dollar parking, and then also like tickets to the ex- expo center. Mm-hmm. Um, so the free admission hours are Friday night, Saturday from twelve to midnight, Sunday from twelve to eight p.m. Wow, so that's like all the hours. All the good time. Or maybe, oh, maybe it's always free admission and the parking is $10. That may be the case as well. That is 100% That makes a little bit more sense. This is. It's kind of like they, like the, the carrot and the bee or what, the carrot and the, why am I thinking of bees? The carrot and the stick, like. They just want you to get there and then spend yeah. all your money on beer. Yeah, because when I read it, free admission hours, If you're paying like, $10 for parking, hours. you best not be driving. You better have a DD. Yeah. I don't think anyone's... Well, that's not true. You can go to the Oktoberfest and not have beer. That'd be sad. Watch me do it. No, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> you do that then. Uh, Let me know how, how that is. Right. German music isn't fun to listen to if you're not <laughs> drinking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh... Um, and then the last thing I have is, so there's this hall on campus. It's called Campbell Hall. And right now they're doing kind of like um, an exhibit. Okay. That's the word I'm looking for. I didn't have to do much to call it. <laughs> um, and they're doing the historic costumes and textiles collections for um, campus fashions, 150 years in college style. Huh. So it's just kind of cool. And it reminds me a lot of the, there's um, in the American History Museum in D.C., mm-hmm. they have a First Lady exhibit where they, they have do. all the First Lady dresses. And that's, like, my favorite exhibit. So I feel like I'd really like this one. Um, and plus, it looks like they have a really cool Block O vintage sweater. Or that's the picture that they used in the article. And it's free. So that could be a fun thing to check out. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Very interesting. Yeah, kind of see what people wore to class 150 years ago because – I'm sure it wasn't like leggings and an extra, extra, extra large t-shirt like everybody That's wears That's very now. true. 
fashion has changed. And that's all. That's it. Well, have a good weekend, Columbus. We hope you got what you were looking for. So uh, we'll see you next time.